Welcome to Watchmen on the Wall, a daily outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries and SWRC.com. Today we begin a new month of bringing clarity to the chaos with Pastor Larry answering some important Bible questions and we get to take a visit inside the radio vault. Friends, we are in dire need of a new recording studio. Most of the equipment we use to produce Watchmen on the Wall is outdated and we're in need of new equipment and software. We recently launched our Studio 50 project asking you to help us raise the needed funds for this new studio. Many of you were so faithful last year in helping us update our print shop that we're now asking you to help us with our recording studio. The goal is $50,000. Now this includes all the needed equipment, software, and installation. I know with your help, we can meet this goal. To support our Studio 50 project, simply call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. And let the operator know you want to help. You can also designate your gift for the Studio 50 project when you give online, swrc.com. Thank you. Many people remember David Weber as an expert on Bible prophecy, conference speaker, and radio broadcaster. However, most people are not aware that he was also a very accomplished musician. David was trained in piano and vocals from a very young age, and gospel music was his passion. Today, we have a special treat. Classic hymns and gospel songs performed by our very own David Weber. David Weber was the host of this program in the 1960s, 70s, 80s, and 90s. Most people remember David as a pioneer in Christian radio, conference speaker, author, and expert on Bible prophecy. However, most people are not aware that he was also an accomplished musician. David studied music from a young age, and he was passionate about hymns and gospel music. Recently, some of David Weber's recordings were found in the vault of Southwest Radio Ministries. These songs have been digitally remastered, and for the first time, they're available on CD on an album called Old Time Gospel and Song. This compact disc features 14 great songs of the faith. And for the next little bit, I'd like to spotlight some of David Weber's recordings and share with you some of the stories behind these wonderful songs. The first cut on Old Time Gospel and Song is The Old Rugged Cross which was written by George Bernard in 1913. Bernard was an evangelist, and while he was holding a revival service in Michigan, he went through a time of personal grief. He said the experience caused him to reflect seriously on the significance of the cross and what the Apostle Paul meant when he spoke of entering into the fellowship of Christ's sufferings. As he contemplated these truths, George Bernard became convinced that the cross was more than just a religious symbol, but rather the cross was the very heart of the gospel. He sat down and wrote The Old Rugged Cross, which is now generally regarded to be one of the most popular of all the 20th century hymns. Let's listen now to a portion of David Weber singing The Old Rugged Cross. On a hill far away stood an old rugged cross emblem of suffering and shame and I love that old cross where the dearest and best 
For a world of lost sinners was slain So I'll cherish the old rugged cross Till my trophies at last I lay down I will cling to the old rugged cross And exchange it someday for a crown The next song on old-time gospel and song is a hymn written by a Baptist preacher named W.C. Martin. The song is titled, I Trust in God. However, many people believe the song is titled, My Heavenly Father Watches Over Me. The chorus of the song goes like this, I trust in God. I know He cares for me. On mountain bleak or on the stormy sea, though billows roll, He keeps my soul. My Heavenly Father watches over me. Because of the last line in the chorus, many mistakenly believe My Heavenly Father Watches Over Me to be the title of the song. Let's listen now to David Weber's rich voice as he sings, I Trust in God. I trust in God wherever I may be. Upon the land or on the rolling sea For come what may from day to day My heavenly Father watches over me I trust in God, I know for me on mountain bleak or on the rolling sea for come what may from day to day my heavenly father watches over The next cut on old-time gospel and song is one of my favorites, Beyond the Sunset. I'm sure that you have seen some beautiful sunsets in your life, but have you ever wondered what's beyond the last colors and rays of the day as it gives way into night? What is beyond the sunset? Songwriter Virgil Brock and his composer wife Blanche tried to answer this question in 1936 in this song, Beyond the Sunset. During the summer of 36, the Brocks were visiting Horace Rodehaver at the Rodehaver School of Music at Winona Lake, Indiana. One evening, the guests viewed a spectacular sunset, and they couldn't stop talking about its incredible beauty. As the guests were having dinner that night, Virgil's cousin Horace Burr, who was blind since birth, spoke with great excitement. Horace, who, remember, was blind, said he had never seen such a beautiful sunset. One of the guests asked how it was possible for him to see the sunset since he was blind. And Horace said, I see through other people's eyes, and I think I often see more 
I see beyond the sunset. Those words inspired Virgil and Blanche Brock to write their most famous song. Beyond the Sunset has sold millions of records and has been recorded by performers such as Hank Williams Sr., Pat Boone, Red Foley, The Cathedrals, and David Weber. Here now is a little bit of David Weber singing Beyond the Sunset. Beyond the sunset, oh blissful morning, when with our Savior heaven is begun, earth's toiling you're just joining me, this is James Collins, and I am spotlighting songs from David Weber's CD titled Old Time Gospel and Song. In addition to being a talented vocalist, David Weber was also an amazing pianist. Let's listen to a portion of David playing How Rich I Am. Our next Spotlight song from David Weber's CD, Old Time Gospel and Song, is one of the most cherished hymns of all time, It Is Well With My Soul. The song came about through a tragedy. Back in 1873, a Christian businessman named Horatio Spafford decided to take his wife and daughters to Europe. They were going to hear the great preacher, D.L. Moody. They decided to make a vacation out of the trip. However, a business matter kept Spafford in New York. But he decided to send his wife Anna and their four daughters, Maggie, Tanetta, Annie, and Bessie, on ahead. He put them aboard a luxurious ship, and as they sailed away, he stood on the dock, waved goodbye, and promised that he would join them soon. During the early morning hours of November 22, 1873, the ship that Horatio Spafford's family was on collided with another ship. It sank in only 12 minutes. 226 people died. Before the ship went down, Anna Spafford stood bravely on the deck with her daughters Maggie, Tanetta, Annie, and Bessie, clinging desperately to her. Her last memory was of the baby Bessie being torn violently from her arms by the force of the waters. All four of Spafford's daughters drowned. His wife Anna was only saved from the fate of her daughter's death by a plank which floated beneath her unconscious body. That piece of wood propped her up out of the water until she was rescued. When he heard the terrible news, Horatio Spafford boarded the next ship out of New York to join his wife. 
During the voyage, the captain of the ship called Spafford to the bridge. The captain said, We are now passing the place where the ship that your family was on sank, and the water here is three miles deep. Horatio stood on the deck. He looked at the spot where his daughters had died, and that was when God gave him these words. When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. Horatio Spafford said that it was like God just gave him the words to it is well with my soul. Later, he finished the song in Jerusalem at the American Colony Hotel. One of the most touching moments that I have ever had as a Christian was when I was in Jerusalem and I stood in the American Colony Hotel and I read Horatio Spafford's handwritten lyrics for It Is Well With My Soul. Listen now to the rich voice of David Weber as he sings It Is Well With My Soul. When peace like a river attendeth my way When a sorrows like On today's program, I am spotlighting songs from David Weber's CD titled Old Time Gospel and Song. David Weber was the host of this program for many, many years. And in addition to being a brilliant Bible scholar, he was also an amazing pianist and vocalist. Here now is a snippet of David Weber's The Lord's Prayer. next song on Old Time Gospel and Song is a hymn titled, The Glory of His Presence, 
written by Oswald Smith. Smith was a well-known preacher who preached more than 12,000 sermons in 80 countries. He wrote 35 books as well as 1,200 poems, many of which were set to music. That is the case with glory of his presence. The lyrics go like this, I have walked alone with Jesus in a fellowship divine. Nevermore can earth allure me. I am his, and he is mine. David Weber felt such a connection with these lyrics that he included the glory of his presence on this album. Let's listen to David now as he sings the glory of his presence. I have walked along with Jesus in a fellowship divine. Nevermore can earth allure me, I am his and he is mine. I have seen him, I have known him, for he deigns to walk with me, and the glory of his presence will be mine eternally. Oh, the glory of His presence, all oh, the beauty of His face. I am His and His forever. He has You are listening today to a special edition of The Watchman on the Wall from Southwest Radio Ministries. I'm playing portions from the compact disc, Old Time Gospel and Song. David Weber was the son of E.F. Weber, who founded this ministry back in 1933. David grew up in this ministry, and he was the host of this program for decades. Most people remember David as a pioneer in Christian radio, conference speaker, author, and an expert on Bible prophecy. However, Most people are not aware that he was also a very accomplished musician. Recently, some of David Weber's recordings were found in the vault of Southwest Radio Ministries, and we have digitally remastered these songs, and for the first time, they're now available on compact disc in an album called Old Time Gospel and Song. This CD features 14 great songs of the faith. Songs include The Old Rugged Cross, I Trust in God, Beyond the Sunset, How Rich I Am, No Greater Love, It is well with my soul, the Lord's Prayer, the glory of His presence, the day of discovery, through it all, the battle hymn, brokenhearted, I walk today where Jesus walked, and the last hymn that we're going to spotlight, Blessed Assurance. Blessed Assurance was written by the legendary songwriter Fanny Crosby. It's estimated that Fanny Crosby wrote more than 8,000 gospel songs in her lifetime. Her hymns have been and still are sung more frequently than those of any other gospel hymn writer. It is truly amazing that anyone, especially a blind person, could write so many gospel songs that are loved by so many people. And Blessed Assurance is one of her all-time classics. Here now is David Weber singing Blessed Assurance. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a fortune. 
taste of glory divine Hill of salvation Purchase of God Born of His Spirit Washed in His blood This is my story This is my song Praising my Savior All the day long This is my story This is my song Praising my Savior All the day long Praising my Thank you for listening to this special program spotlighting the CD Old Time Gospel and Song by David Weber. This is James Collins leaving you with the words that David Weber said so many times on this program. God is still on the throne and prayer changes things. Recordings of 14 classic songs performed by David Weber were recently found in the vault of Southwest Radio Ministries and have been digitally remastered. They are now available for the first time on compact disc. You'll be blessed by these classic songs performed by David Weber. Order Old Time Gospel Song CD by David Weber when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Or order online, swrc.com. Today, we have two questions for Pastor Larry. Pastor Larry, does magic and fantasy somehow connect with the concept of unity and oneness? There is a growing interest in magic and fantasy in today's world. The Chronicles of Narnia, Dungeons and Dragons, and the Harry Potter series all show elements of magic and fantasy. Those works are saturated with magic and fantasy, no doubt. And there are many others that are very popular, both with children and adults. In order to understand the forces that are at work here, we have to speak of the two aspects of this issue, the magic of unity and the unity of magic. Let me first talk about the magic of unity. Unity has a hypnotic mystique. There is an awful sense of alienation and estrangement in the modern world. Unity is man's way of dealing with the problem. It can be social unity, political unity, or religious unity. God's way of dealing with this awful sense of estrangement is to have a relationship with the true and living God through His Son, Jesus Christ. The drive for global unity and the tearing down of national sovereignty is coming upon us like a flood, as predicted in the prophetic scriptures. And because the human race is, by and large, under the magic of unity, people are willing to surrender their individual liberties. Global governance will ensure that this happens very quickly. And what about the unity of magic? Well, magic unifies. It helps people to escape from their problems. It is an aspect of the new world religion. People admire those who can blink twice and make something appear out of nothing. People also admire those who, with a wave of their hand, can make the Great Wall of China disappear. 
That's all magic. Man has always wanted to be God. Through magic, man can enjoy his ancient dream. According to the New Webster's Dictionary and Thesaurus, magic is defined as, quote, the art which claims to control and manipulate the secret forces of nature by occult and ritualistic methods, close quotes. Magic is religion. If you have a question for Pastor Larry, email askpastorlarry at swrc.com. We have time for one more question. Pastor Larry, are there two second comings? or one. Pre-tribulational rapturists must separate the coming of Christ in the air for the church, commonly known as the pre-trib rapture, with the second coming of Christ to earth to establish his kingdom. Are these perhaps both the same event? What is the biblical justification for claiming that these two are two separate events? I would answer that there are no doubt similarities between rapture passages and second coming passages. Both deal with the return of the Lord at a future time. Both result in some dramatic events taking place on earth. However, while there are similarities, the similarities do not mean that both events are identical, nor do these similarities indicate that both events occur at the same time. A good illustration is that it is like the migration of ducks and geese. At one time of the year, they fly north. At another time of the year, they fly south. These are similar events, but they are not identical. We can substantiate the differences in the rapture and the second coming from a significant number of differences found in the scripture. The rapture, for example, is followed by the tribulation, whereas the second coming is followed by the kingdom age. The rapture translates the church, but the second coming focuses on Israel and ushers in the fulfillment of God's promises to his ancient covenant people. In Revelation 19.11, Jesus Christ returns in a gloriously manifest way. His return is followed by a great battle, and you see that in chapter 19, 17-21. The second coming of Christ comes at a time of great tribulation and suffering for the inhabitants of this planet. The rapture, therefore, precedes a time of worldwide conflict, whereas the second coming follows a time of worldwide conflict. So we shouldn't be surprised that the rapture takes place without warning when people are enjoying a time of peace and safety. Jesus Christ comes for the church as a thief in the night, according to 1 Thessalonians 5.2. On the other hand, the second coming of Christ comes at a time of great tribulation and suffering for the inhabitants of this planet. The tribulation provides signs for the second coming. There are so many differences given in the Bible between the two events that they can both occur at the same time. In the rapture, the Lord descends to catch away his people. He then returns to heaven with them. In John 14, 3, Jesus says, I will come again and receive you unto myself. However, in second coming passages, the Lord descends to earth and remains. His descent is to a specific place. In Zechariah 14, 3 and 4, we are told that he comes to the Mount of Olives. No specific place is given in rapture passages because in the rapture he doesn't come to the earth. So then the Lord does come twice, once at the rapture and once in at the second In the Resource coming. Center today, we have in other 14 words, there classic are two songs performed by our former host, coming. David Weber. Old Time Gospel Song, available for the first time ever on CD. Order Old Time Gospel Song CD by David Weber when you call 1-800-652-1144 or order online 
swrc.com. Tomorrow, Mac Dominic looks at the foundation of our faith. Be sure to tune in on your favorite radio station or by subscribing to our daily podcast. Watchman on the Wall is a production of Southwest Radio Ministries and is supported by faithful listeners like you. Visit swrc.com.